What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage. We hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I am Don with the great man sauce, and it's a good sporting day for fans like us, sauce. It's heartwarming. <laughs> there he there is. There it is. Read Fear it out for the people. Nah, dear. Read 2018 Panini Prism Green Prism Color Match. Color uh, Match. Giannis Atetokounmpo. And here's a second year Giannis that I thought I'd bring up. I, I've got an auto down, uh, downstairs, but I just we're going to post it on in the spotlight, so I don't want to ruin it uh, for that post. But um, Fear the Deer, Doma. Giannis got the job done. The Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Bucks in six. That was what was trending on Twitter. And... Boy, oh boy, did we see one of the greatest closeout performances of all time. Let's 100%. let's just put that down in the record books. Greatest closeout performances of all time. It was unbelievable. I did say 45. Before, I put it in, in the DMs in, in the group chat, and I said uh, 45. He's going to go for 45, 10, and 15. 10 assists, 15 rebounds. I think he had 12 or 13 rebounds. Uh, he couldn't get any assists because in the first half, his teammates decided they uh, – they, they they didn't want to hit shots, and he they pretty much single handedly kept them in the game, kept them in the game. And then down the stretch, they did hit shots, which you know Chris Middleton came good in that fourth quarter, which which is, seemed to be uh, a feature in this playoff run. Is uh, he he has come good, you know, in games that he struggled, he, he's come good in the fourth quarter, which has been been solid. Um, and yeah, look, he's the Robin Middleton. Uh, Giannis is the Batman. <laughs> For the record, uh, Mr. Perk, uh, and he showed that today. Uh, 50 points. What did he put up? 50 points. 50, 50, 14, two assists, five blocks, and he went source, a legendary 17 of 19 at the He at transformed the line, to the greatest three uh, free throw shooter of all time. Like Kevin Nash, uh, from, 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 from like Dan- Steve Nash. Steve, Kevin Steve Nash. Nash. Kevin Nash, Nash plays Kevin it, uh, Nash. from WCW. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Diesel. He laid the smack down, let me tell you that. He laid the it's smack down he, on the Phoenix Suns today. He jackknifed them, mate, <laughs> like old Kevin Nash did. <laughs> uh, global sports card investor, what's happening? Uh, Azuro, Perso Yiros on Instagram tonight, lads. <laughs> Azuro. <laughs> Why not, mate? Get it up there. Perso Yiros on Insta tonight. No, 100%. 100%. I love it. We are going to start here, Source. As you can see, uh, as much as I love our double coverage gear, I've ditched it tonight. Uh, anyone watching, I've got the Giannis uh, label with Nike, the freak line. So I've got my Giannis top on. I'm just very happy for him. I wanted Chris Paul to win, and then, I don't know, something at the end of the game told me, yeah, it, it's meant to be Giannis. The moment that... Chris Paul literally walked straight down the race the moment that they lost. You know what I mean? Like when I seen LeBron losing championships, he's there shaking everyone's hands. He's like, yeah, whatever. Like, be a good sport. Anyway, I said it was going to be an upbeat show to the boys. But, you know, Chris Paul got there, couldn't get it done, and that's it. He'll never win one. As simple as that. Like, he's not winning. So that was his opportunity. Uh, they had they had, they had, had the chances, Source. They literally had the chances and like you said, Giannis willed this team over the line. Giannis came out playing to say, we need to win it here and now. We can't afford this to go to seven because of the slight chance. Well, their back is against the wall because they had to go to Phoenix to play it. But 
off the slight chance that they play out of their mind in at home and beat them, he loses his opportunity to to become a world champion. And he came out and for a team that absolutely struggled in the first half, they played better down the stretch, which was good. They hit big shots. The guys like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday actually hit shots down the stretch. Uh, Brooke Lopez uh, played very well also. Big splash mountain. But uh, put him on his Giannis, but Giannisauce had uh, 50 of the 105 points. He He's put him on dominated. his back. Honestly, so he dominated. I, I was texting you just like, it was out of this world. He had 20 in the third quarter. <laughs> he, had, he had 20 in the third quarter. He was just bullying them. Like, we said this. They could not stop this bloke. This is unbelievable. And he's hitting fadeaway mid-range jumper sauce. He's looking like Kobe. I'm like, what the fuck? What's happening? Where did he get this mid-range jumper? Like, he's, he's decided, uh, you know. He's been listening to the double coverage podcast from last year where (laughs) I said he needs to get a mid-range jumper and he'll be unstoppable. And boy, oh boy, was he unstoppable this series. Legit, legit he's gone. Yeah, these double coverage boys. They've bagged me the whole season. Oh, it's a closeout game. I'll just show Sauce and Dom that I can actually hit mid-range shots now. Like, he decided, yeah, I can hit him. It was unbelievable. I'm so happy for him. Uh one of the greatest. He, just, he didn't just decide, Dom. He put in the time and effort, the work, the work ethic on the man. He, he, came, he, he came from. This is. If you're not familiar with the story, you know, get familiar because this is. I'm telling you, by the end of his career, when he retires, it is going to be one of the greatest sporting stories to ever, you know, grace the planet. I'm telling you, the way he was literally found. Uh, scouted, you know, seen on the streets of of Athens playing street ball uh, by a, a former NBA player. I can't, don't remember his name. Got him over to the states. Got got him a scholarship, and uh, the rest is history. So, like, you know, and and you know, you have a look at him. In his, just have a look at his rookie card. How he looks. How skinny he is. He is a skeleton of that today. Literally, he's putting so much time and effort uh, into his body, and a testament to him because. Going into that uh, finals uh, series, there was doubt. Uh, he just uh, come off that knee, horrific knee uh, hyperextension. People thought he's done the ACL, uh, including us, Dommer. Thought he'd yeah, done his uh, PCL done, or ACL, something, one of the two. And then to come out like that and put on that performance, I don't know what he averaged across uh, the, the whole series. I'll get that 30, up for it was, us. It was 35, 35, 12, and... And five, the only other person that's ever averaged like that's averaged more than him in the modern era was uh, LeBron. So it was, they averaged pretty much the same. They literally averaged the exact same, just three assists less, less four assists less, because LeBron averaged nine assists, eight point eight nine. Uh, unbelievable, Don. Unbelievable. Um, the, the discussion to be had for this guy is. I know it's probably early on. He's just won a title, and that's why we're talk back uh, sports podcast, or so we can actually put this stuff out there. But the discussion for him to have is not, let's not compare him to Jordan and him becoming the goat, yeah? Because as we know in this sport, no matter what you do, same as soccer with Messi and Ronaldo, yeah. When people have their mind made up, they're not willing to listen to jack shit. So he would never become the goat. So we put that aside. But there is 
literally the, the argument can be made for this guy to go down as the best Euro player ever by, by the end of his career, when it's all said and done. He's won a chip. Yeah. He's got two MVPs. He's got a finals MVP. Mate, the trophy case, the individual and team accolade stuff is just stacking up. He's humble. He's a he's a honestly, man, he's fantastic in front of the mic. He's hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. Hundred so, percent global sports card investor. Hollywood will make a movie about it, mate. It will be a great movie. The the story of Giannis. Um It's just it's all around awesome. Uh Devin Booker tried his hardest again today. Wasn't yeah, wasn't good enough. Eight of twenty-two. Uh, they they Look, played eight Adam, as well. At, at, at least, at least, uh, uh, Giannis uh, attempts to work on his jump shot. Uh, uh, ben Simmons just flat out refuses to shoot jump shots. You know uh, what? Uh, I've changed my job. I've changed my tune. Source. All right. On this podcast, <laughs> Bellinelli all the way, hundred percent. He, he was in the. Didn't he play for Italy in the? <laughs> no, Jose Calderon. Jose Calderon. <laughs> Did Bellinelli come off the bench for uh, Italy in the Euro final? He took a penalty, didn't he? <laughs> so my stance in response to Adam and to you, Source, and to the whole double co- coverage family, I'm going to back Ben Simmons all the way. I'm backing him all the way. All right? So you're going to bag me on, on this show, and this is probably the only player you and I are going to have a difference of opinion on on this show probably forever. Till he's done. I'm standing by him. I really am. That's proof. Hey, Adam, just there you go. There's proof. You don't need the, the jump shot. You just got to be able to take the shot, I guess, in the paint. I, d- so. I doubt his mindset, Doma. I doubt his mindset. And uh, no, I'll just, man, you know, he just wants to go to Wimbledon sp- with, with yeah. all the with the lovelies. You know, he does what he wants, mate. He's not playing. De- you know what? He yeah. doesn't want to go to the Olympics. There's no point going to the Olympics, mate. It's not going to even go ahead with COVID. So he's just like, I'd rather just stay at home, go to Wimbledon, go to the Euro. But I don't even know what the hell he's doing. Like, what's the point? Well, he wants to play against Team USA and. Waste his time. Weak-minded, Don. Weak-minded. I'm not spending any more time on that bloke. It's all about Giannis. It's all about the Bucks. It is all about Giannis. Um, the Phoenix Suns, valiant effort, you know, put together an amazing run uh, at the start of the season. Look, we knew they'd be better because they got CP3. Uh, did people see them in the finals? I reckon most people said would say no at the start of the season, even with the, that acquisition of CP3. People would have said, no, we we don't think the Sun's going to be in the finals. And, and there they were, um, you know, in the last dance. Um, unfortunately, not good enough. Not good enough to get the job done. And 100%. look, the, the, that team, um, they made the, the right moves. They got uh, Drew Holiday in. Uh, we did... Speak about it, Doma. Uh, we said that Bucks are a dark horse. No one is expecting the Bucks to do anything, and 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 you know they're a dark horse going into this final series. And uh, if there is one team that uh, people uh, aren't expecting much of, but could uh, get the job done, it would be the Bucks. And here we are today on the twenty first of uh, July, twenty twenty one, and the Bucks have obtained their first championship. I think within uh, in the last seventy one, so forty years, forty years, forty years, yeah, something like fifty years, fifty years. years. There you go, fifty years. Uh, They got another championship, and uh, congratulations to the the Bucks organization. Um, And Giannis, the the one thing to remember so much, yeah, so am I. The, The the one thing that we all need to remember is the fact that 
we keep kept saying it about Giannis for the whole season. Not only did we say, yeah, Bucks are a dark horse. They can probably win it all, you know. And we said that they'd beat Brooklyn. We said that all along before the playoffs even started, like the playoffs started. We said they can beat Brooklyn. They've got to get through Brooklyn first. Yeah, Kyrie was injured. All right, fair enough. But they got through Brooklyn. And we said the whole season that you can make an argument that Giannis was just as good, if not better, than last year in the season where he won the MVP. But no one was... No one was looking at him. We said it. We literally kept saying it every week on the pod. We just kept saying, yeah, but no one's looking at him. He's arguably better than last year. And he came up huge. Everyone kept saying, like, and I, like I really do. It, it is a, a feel-good story, Sauce, because, you know, we gave it to him. I'll put my hand up. We said, yeah. Giannis, I cannot shoot, bro. You know, with he just takes dumb threes and dumb mid ranges, and we blasted him in the playoffs. He, he as stopped well. a lot he of that stuff. He, he stopped, stopped a lot it. of that stuff. He did. That's the thing, and he transformed his game, and he just became a monster in the paint, and honestly, has become unstoppable because that's his game. Like he's worked on his craft, and that's his craft. He can just go to the ring and not for anything. If he can improve his free throw shooting to be exactly how it was today for the rest of his career. It's game over. You, how are yeah. you meant to stop the bloke? You just surround him with shooters and he'll just drive at will to the ring and try and win, win as many chips within the next five to 10 years. He will either draw a foul, kick it out, or uh, score at the basket. Like, you know, nearly every time he drove to the ring today, something positive happened. 100%. Now, quick question here. Is that a base or a silver? Uh, be a base. Surely not. If it was a silver, it'd be over 10K, man. Yeah, probably. That's pretty funny. Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. I don't know if you, you noticed, Tom. I, I chucked in a chat uh, on IG uh, some, some you know, there was probably about a minute to go. The game was iced. Uh, there, there was a couple of cards, uh, PSA 10 uh, prisms that were ending sort of just 15 minutes after the game. And I, I, I chucked them in there. I looked back. Both of them sold around the 3K mark. Now, you could have bought one prior to the game for 2K. So uh, if you were savvy enough and thought the Bucks were going to close it out, maybe ahead of the curve, uh, either buying something might have been on Star Stock because uh, you didn't have the opportunity to, to obviously get it shipped from someone from eBay and then put it back up on eBay, so on and so on. Star Stock's a great platform because you, you, you know, there's no transacting of, uh, you know, postage. It's just instant transaction. So, look, if you were savvy enough, you were you you were banking today. You were banking. Um, but I think there will be a little bit of a, a fall off in some of his cards because uh, I reckon there'll be a large portion of people that are looking to sell some Giannis cards at the moment. So um, we might see some prices uh, dip down. We've seen it last year with ad we seen it last year with lebron uh the, just the oversupply of of cards to the market seeing the price dip so uh you know if you are in the in the market for a Giannis card um maybe i'd be looking out because uh you know there might be a bit of an oversupply on some of the cards and we might see a dip um in some of them but definitely um, we, we definitely will see that um the thing is people would think uh basketball's done you know what i mean that's it uh we do have uh, the draft next week source <laughs> the nba draft is next week so quick. it's coming back fresh in our minds basketball uh and then we'll start talking about our prospects and the the rookies 
clearly going into next season, which will be interesting. So we, we'll probably cover that. I don't think we'll do a full in-depth. We might we might even just do a lockdown lounge source if we want to do an in-depth look at it, at the draft. But um, we will briefly touch on it in uh, next week's pod. Anyway, Sauce, well done to the Bucks. Well done to all their fans. Uh, one that we know of, Splash, uh, Splash Culture. Uh, well done. Love Fantastic. it. Love it, Global. Love it. That's very nice by Global. Very, now, very sell, nice. Now, be careful selling it because uh, we don't. you don't want to get caught in that oversupply zone, mate. Or else just hold on to it. I, would, I wouldn't get rid of it. I think there's more chips to come for Giannis. I think there's more to come. I think there is too. All right, let's move on. Let's get into the AFL. We've got a bit, a little bit to get through, and then we've got some uh, hobby stuff to discuss, clearly. But AFL round 18, I'll just breeze through these, man. Uh, Freer versus Geelong. Geelong won 131. Richmond versus Brisbane. Richmond upset the Lions by 20 points, 106 to 86, and they lost Dustin Martin with a lacerated kidney for the whole entire season. He can't even train for another three months. But mind you, I'll tell you what, wow. Sauce. I'll tell you what, Sauce. If Richmond does somehow miraculously find a way to make the finals, first of all, but make their way to the grand final, mate, you know what Dusty's going to say? I've got two kidneys. Cut the lacerated, the lacerated one out of my body. I'm playing in the grand final. And he just win a Norm Smith. He, 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 he loves partying too much, mate. He won't do that. He loves partying too much. You need two kidneys to, to soften that alcohol, That's his mate. liver sauce. That's his liver. Don't worry about it. It's different. Don't stress. Uh, next, we had Port Adelaide beating St. Kilda, 74 to 61. Uh, Gold Coast lost to the Doggies by 11 points, 90 to 79. Melbourne and Hawthorne drew 79 apiece. I'm just going to keep saying it every week until I'm proven wrong. But Melbourne... All right. I thought you were winning the flag uh, 10 weeks ago. It was in the bag. I told you to just uh, hold your horses. Uh, Essendon versus North, our mobs. I was happy with our performance. We went down by 18 to the Bombrays. I'm not too upset about that, to be honest. Uh, I thought we played pretty well. but Should have won the game, I reckon, Dommer. Yeah, well, what, what, there's you, two you, guys that always kill us every single time we play up, without a doubt. Anthony McDonald, tip one or the other. Anthony McDonald, tip and Woody. But this time around, it was Jake Stringer. He gave us a bath. As simple as that. There's and he's always, re-signed the package. Yeah, re-signed. So, so happy, he's a, happy as Larry Melbourne, down at Bomberland. He's a North Melbourne specialist, Jakey Stringer. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he, knows how to he, just sees, he just sees the blue and white and his uh, eyes light up. He goes, oh, he I'm going to have it. a good day today. Oh, Global Sports Cards is a Bombers fan. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, my super coach is also shot. I've given up on it too. Lucky I'm in a draft <laughs> comp where I'm third. Uh, Collingwood versus Carlton, 62 to 91. The Blue Bags got the win, and Sam Walsh really just bullied the match. What a performance. What a performance. For two hours. Which was just yeah, 39 posies. Yeah, he just dominated. Two. Uh, yeah. They love him down there at Blue Land. It's a good they, uh, they, they well. you know, the, the, the lads on Blue What's Abroad, they, they've. Uh, all across the fact that um, they believe Sam Walsh is their best player on their list, hands down, hands down, above Cripper. Then there's a lot of them out there. So saying something for a guy what in his third year. I tell you, I tell you two funny stories. Source Uh, one's about Sam Walsh, and then one's about Jaden Stevenson. Not that they're related in any sense in terms of playing for the same team, 
but they p- played in the same sporting association. So I'll give you a bit of an example, seeing as that's my bread and butter. But Sam Walsh literally played uh, one half of football in his senior year for his school. In that half, I think he kicked five in the half. This is senior division one football, so the standard's very, very high. So he's playing against kids that are all in tack cup teams and you kick five. Now, Jaden Stevenson <laughs> played division one football. He kicked 12 goals and a half and then he just walked off, <laughs> went to the showers, mate. <laughs> His day was done. Played one half, kicked 12 goals. It just like these guys, to put into perspective how good these guys actually are. That's what yeah. I'm trying to point across, yeah? And we say it about basketball and we say it about footy and we say this guy's a dud. You know what I mean? Like, it comes from the point of view of in their sport. In, in At the elite level, at like the elite compared level. to the other they're, guys. If you're already there, you're man. already good. Like, if anybody in their right mind reckons a college team could beat an NBA team or they have a chance of – they think they're really, really good and they've got a chance of beating the worst player in the NBA. The worst player in the NBA or in AFL would run rings around you. Like, Jared Dudley would beat your ass. Like, like, I'm just going to oh, say Jared that right Dudley, now. He would demolish you. I'm straight like, out. Embarrassing. It'd be embarrassing. Um, look, um, so, Maddie, agree with you there, mate. Agree with you there. Swanee's massive comeback. Um, I, I I called him at the beginning of the year, Dark Horse Dommer. You did. I said you uh, my, did. my brother chucked a little something on at sixteen to one. I think he chucked twenty bucks on for them to win the flag at sixteen to one when they were paying early days. And then they won six in a row at the beginning. I think this was after the third game. They'd won three in a row. And um, then they're, they're into like eight dollars now. But um, you know, uh, they were my uh, Smokies from the beginning. Uh, that that team, the Sydney Swans, they don't stay down for long. You know, no, they, they had a, 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 a period where they hadn't missed the finals for twelve years or something like that. Very much, I call them the San Antonio Spurs of the AFL, mate. They just they just find a way to to be good and be relevant. They they get into the playoffs. Um, it's really well managed. Really well managed, man. Like uh, I think they're. Really, we'll get to that game. Uh, GWS chicken. were defeated by the Swans by twenty six in what was, as May said, fantastic game. And buddy, bit of buddy watch the big Budweiser watch. He is a nineteen away source from a thousand. Nineteen away. Uh, he becomes one of the first players, or was it the first player to kick? Uh, 400 goals for two separate teams in his career. He's kicked 401. He ended up kicking his 400th and his 401st goal for Sydney over the weekend. Uh, just to put into perspective, uh, he kicked 580 goals in 182 games for uh, for the Hawks in an eight-year period. Uh, he's kicked 401 goals in 131 games in a seven-year period at the Swans. And I think two and a half of those seasons, he's been injured for source. So <laughs> it just shows how good this guy is. He's got a knack for kicking goals. As simple as that. That's he's one of the greatest. He'd already be out of 1,000. He's one of the Yeah. Oh, by mile, he'd be pushing towards 1,100, if you're asking me. So honestly, one of the, the best players I've seen in my lifetime by an absolute mile. Uh, and 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 I'm and on that point I'm stacking up the uh, AFL uh, 2021 prestige uh, uh, PMGs of Buddy blue green uh, you got a red red I've got a red I've got a red on the Color way match. I've got a blue 
I don't yeah, have a nice. green yet. If I can find one, I'll get one. But they they seem oh. to be going for quite a bit. But uh, stacking them up, mate. Stacking All them right. up. Uh, very good. Very nice. Uh, and then the last game was Adelaide versus West Coast. And Sauce and I uh, cocked that one up. Uh, West Coast just belted them by 42 points, 98 to 56. Anyway, this week, Sauce, let's get our tips. Port Adelaide versus Collingwood. Port. I'm also going Port. Carlton North at Marvel. Cool. This is going to be a good game. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Maybe go North. Carlton going to have a uh, letdown. It's at Marvel. So Marvel. You like Marvel. You play well we there. We do. We do. Uh, Brisbane Gold Coast. Brisbane. Bounce back. Yeah, Brisbane. They bounce back. Uh, West Coast St. Kilda. Oh, they'll want revenge here. I'm going to go West Coast. I think they're good. they'll want revenge after they been they got done. They got pantsed by Saints earlier in the year. I'm going Saints. I can't believe I'm tipping the Saints. Now, <laughs> Melbourne versus the Western Bulldogs, all right? Because last time this they played, game. Melbourne towed them up, all right? And everyone was like, oh, they're outright favorites and no one can stop them. The Dogs have been pretty shaky in the last few weeks, but so have Melbourne. So this is actually a very tough tip. Uh, yeah. you, you thought uh, I'm going dogs. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go dogs too, man. I think I'm going to go dogs as well. Adelaide Hawthorne. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, in, uh, in Adelaide, I think. Let me double check that. Let's have a look. It is at Marvel. Whole country's freaking locked oh, down, I mate. Don't I don't know, know where he's playing. That's a tough. That's a tough. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm going Hawthorne. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Adelaide. Look, two no, losses no. in a row. Can they bounce back? I don't really know. Flip a coin with that game. Flip a coin. Yeah. Done. Uh, Essendon GWS. Back in a two it's to be confirmed, it says on here. We're I think play, we're, I'm, we're, not, we're playing somewhere up north somewhere. I'm tipping the Bombros. Um, uh, Sydney north. versus Frio at Metricon. Swans. Swans. I'm also going the Swans. And then the last game, Geelong versus Richmond at the G. Geelong. I'm tipping Geelong. We've got a lot of players out. A lot of players, I think, they'll, they won't find a way. I agree. Very nice source. Uh, the latter, we'll give a quick update, considering I forget every week. Melbourne on top, two points curve, Dogs and the Cats, second and third. Then we have Port, Port Adelaide, fourth on 48. Brisbane, uh, Sydney, fifth and sixth on 44. West Coast, seventh on 36. Then we have Essendon, Richmond, Frio and Saints on 32 for eighth, ninth, tenth and eleventh. GWS on 30, Carlton 28. Gold Coast 24, Collingwood and Adelaide on 20, 15th and 16th. Hawthorne are 18th, uh, sorry, 17th with 18 points. And lucky at last, the Rue Boys uh, 18th with 14 points. So thanks for coming. All right, so awesome. Locking in that uh, number one draft pick. That's what we want. No, we're trying to. Well, we, we want to win every game, but anyway, besides the point, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, F1s, was that British Grand Prix, Silverstone? If you didn't watch off the grid, if you want to see the reaction from myself, uh, Lukey, and Dan, it was <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, a late race, 
later start. Uh, we said, hey, we'll watch half the race. It got red flagged and we ended up watching the whole race. Uh, if you listen to the full two hours, you can slowly hear us deg- like physically degrading <laughs> our bodies. It's pretty funny. <laughs> wearing away. It was hilarious. Uh, but a lot of fun. Love doing that podcast with those boys. They're fantastic. We talk everything inside the sport, uh, the hobby of F1. And also, we just it's just a kickback, relax, and we talk about anything, really. A uh, bit of Australian politics in there on, on the weekend. Uh, we talk footy, basketball, on, on the smaller scale, that is, but uh, mainly F1s, and it's it really is a laugh and a good time and hopefully very informative at times when we're not rambling on and carrying on like uh, like clowns on the air, but we love it. But it was... I don't know, eventful source to say the least. Very eventful. Uh, lap one <laughs> in the race, uh, Verstappen and Hamilton were going at each other. There was a lot of argy-bargy in this race. And then the turn four. Old five, dog up to his same uh, tricks, eh? Uh, source, I know. Now, listen, a bit of flack on Hamilton, and I get that. And he wasn't standing down in, in his post uh, post uh, race uh, comments. No, yeah, did not stand that's, that's down was, one bit. That's what I was going to say because obviously we didn't cover the the post stuff. We just as soon as Leclerc got done, whatever. Yeah, thanks for coming. See you later. We'll we're out of there because we wanted to see Ferrari win. But besides the point. But massive crash. And the initial thoughts watching it was he's done nothing wrong. All right. That's initial thoughts. It looked like, okay, Verstappen's come in. Then you start hearing the rules that you're meant to slow down if you're not in front. I'm like, okay, it was hard to tell on the, on the thing. But then, clearly, you know you're in the wrong when the FIA give you a penalty. You know, If the stewards are giving you a penalty in anything, source, you've clearly done something wrong. So he's obviously at fault, and it has been, well really relate to everyone watching at home that it was completely his fault because he got a 10-second penalty. Now, Sauce, if you want to definitely touch on his post-match uh, comments, that, uh, post-race comments, these are the things that really, uh, I don't know, this really got under people's skin. What transpired off the track on social media and whatnot, we completely condemned as a show, like it was out of control. It was just as bad as what happened to the blokes that missed the pens in the Euros. Uh, but And there's no place for that anywhere in the world. But besides the point, some of the things that he was saying got under people's ner- nerves. And I thought that it was quite, uh, you know, insensitive to say the least. That's uh, that, that was my thing. It was just like, yeah, like jostling for position, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then the reporter's like, oh, you do know he's in hospital. And you could see Hamilton, the way like the way he was talking, he knew he put his foot in it. Go watch that post-race interview. And when he goes, oh, you do know he's in hospital, because uh, the whole thing he hasn't asked, oh, how's Max going? He's talking to a Dutch reporter, by the way. So, you know. For to look good in the Netherlands, he could have just said, "Oh, how's Max going? Is he everything okay?" He just kept talking about his race, whatever. And then when he said he's in hospital, you actually see his demeanor change. 
He kind of stutters a bit and he knows that he's literally put his foot in it and he's he's made an absolute mess of this and he's made a fool of himself. Uh, Thoughts, Doma? I don't know. I, Source, I don't like know. Penalty I, hard enough? I don't know. Matt, I couldn't tell you. Uh, 10 seconds, that's what they're giving. And they're not going to look into it more and they're not going to give a harsher penalty. You've got to think about everything that transpired post-race too, Source, yeah? Like the FIA is going to stand next to their driver because of all the racial vilification that he copped, yeah? And rightly so. You stick by the driver in your sport. So from that, they're not going to go... And take it further and say, oh, we're going to penalize you further. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a double-edged sword for Formula One. You know what I mean? Like, the penalty, if it was going to be harsh, had to be then and there. And they had to give it to him. It had to be, instead of a 10-second, it had to be like a drive-through. So it was like 20-plus second penalty if they wanted to be harsher. You like that's what I'm trying to say. You can't now post race after everything that's transpired turn around and say, "Oh yeah, well the next race you have to start outside the top ten or you're starting at the bottom of the grid." And I, I agree with Azuldo what he said here. He, he wiped the guy out of the race completely. I completely understand that, and we discussed this. Yeah, like I completely get it. But they had to take action within within that race. And the crash was insane. I was blown away and I was shocked that it was like 10 seconds. Yeah. Once they start slowing shit down, source, and going in depth on, oh, yeah, you shouldn't have done this, 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 and this, before the penalties even handed down, you start going, oh, well, man, you should be copping a fair bit here. You should cop a fair whack from the FIA. But nothing. The stewards gave him nothing besides a 10 second penalty. And what's a 10 second penalty to a car that's the fastest on the track? Like, if they gave him a 10-second penalty for him spinning out Leclerc like that, for example, well, his, his afternoon's done, isn't it? Because the Starpen wins the race by 30, 30 seconds, and it's over. And the other thing, too, is if he knocks out Leclerc, we're not even talking about it. And that's the shit thing again. There's just so much on the line. There was just so much on the line in terms of like there was a full race gap. Verstappen overtook him in the sprint on the day before and stole three extra points on him. All this stuff, yeah? 100%. It should have been a drive-through. If you want it to be harsh, it had to be done in the race. It should have been a drive-through. Like, I completely agree with Global and with Azuro. I did not know that, Azuro. They got to choose to, to take the 10 seconds. What what do you mean? Like between the penalty or when to take the th- 10 seconds, are you saying? Because I understand what when they did it. I understand what you're trying to say, when they get to take it. They literally he's, just... Yeah, he's yeah they just... The, the yeah, Hamilton, yeah. yeah, Hamilton just burns rubber for freaking... Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Hamilton just t- decides, I'll just burn rubber for freaking 10 straight laps, get a massive lead. And then that's it. Well, if he cops a 10-second penalty on the spot, he's behind everyone. And he has to work his way back in front of everyone. Like, it makes it a lot harder. I completely understand. And this is so controversial. We could talk about it forever, yeah? But we're going to have to move on, unfortunately. 
nothing's going to be done. I'm just telling you right now, nothing is going to be done because of what transpired post-race. Nothing is going to be done. So we've got to move on. And all I hope now, I swear to you, all I hope now, because some of the comments that were made by Christian Horner towards Hamilton and Toto Wolf and Mercedes and comments made by Hamilton, Toto Wolf and Mercedes about Red Bull, I just want for the rest of this season, Source, till the end of the year, some of the most volatile racing and attitude between the two guys on track. Mate, I want an old school F1 where the drivers genuinely hated each other, mate. I don't want like AAU type basketball NBA where everyone's buddies. I want 90s basketball just like I want 90s F1. Rivalry. They hate each other, mate. That's what I want. That's, That's true what we competitiveness. Need. That's because it. These are the two top dogs, mate. And when they're driving for a championship where it's only eight points now between the top and in the constructor source, it's only four. I'm telling he's you. He's done a beauty, it's, hasn't he, Hamilton? He's, he's done an absolute beauty. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. The wily old veteran, mate. The wily old veteran. He knew exactly what he was doing. I, I am not. I'm not taking that for a second. No. I'm not taking that for a second. No, mate, this is this is considered the goat of the sport, according he's to people. He's clicked his back nothing. right wheel yeah. with his front left wheel. He was his whole yeah. half of his car was past him. He yeah. was gone. But source, you know what I'm saying? This is the goat of the sport, according to people that know nothing about the sport. You know, like he's one of the goats. You can argue whether he is. So you're telling me this is the most experienced driver, one of the most winningest drivers ever in terms of he's won the most Grand Prix, had the most pole positions, had the uh, the most um, uh, what's some podiums. Like he's had everything. And you're telling me he didn't know what he was doing? Like I completely agree with you, Source. <laughs> it's not like he's 17 years old. He's driving like in the Mercedes and he makes a rookie error and he spins out the guy that's experienced and you're like, oh shit, you know, I've made a rookie error here, mate. He's 36 years old. <laughs> like there's no excuse. But anyway, I know move on, we're saying position penalties, all that stuff, nothing's happening. Let's just move on and just enjoy the rest of the season because he's going to get jack shit for it. Well, the standings in it were Hamilton first, Leclerc second. He got overtaken source with three laps left or two laps left. Uh, so unfortunate he wasn't able to hold on. Uh, the pace from the Ferrari, just not enough for the Mercedes. Bottas third, Lando Norris fourth, Danny Rick in fifth source. Very good race by him. We'll take that. Uh, we'll take Carlos, that. Carlos signs in sixth, uh, Alonso in seventh, Lance Stroll in eighth, ninth, Ocon, and tenth, Sonoda. The world championship is 185 points for Stappen first, Hamilton second, 177. Norris third, 113, Bottas 108, Perez 104, Leclerc 80, Sainz 68, Danny Rick on 50, Gasly 39, and Vettel 30. Constructors is 289 to Red Bull, 285 Mercedes, 163 McLaren. Ferrari 148, then 49 48 between Alpha Tori and Aston Martin, 40 to Alpine, 2 to Alfa Romeo, and the Williams and Haas. Donuts, mate. Big fat donuts. And they probably won't get a rate. Uh, they won't get a um, point for the season. Anyway, Source, we'll move on. No race this weekend. So off the grid. He's taking a bit of a holiday. We'll be back uh, in two weeks' time to cover the uh, next race. All right, Source, let's move on to UFC. 
So you can talk about our boy who's going to be the future goat of the sport. So, Come on, run through the main card as usual, and then uh, we'll look ahead to the card coming up this weekend where there's a few decent fights on there. Um, all right, so it was UFC fight night at Islam Makichev versus Tiago Moises in the lightweight division. Leave that one to the end. Featherweight division, you had Billy Quantillo with the KO in the third round against Gabriel Benitez. In the middleweight division, you had Rodolfo Vieira, uh, third round submission against Dustin Svoltfutz. That was a tongue twister. <laughs> submission in the first round, the lightweight, you had... Uh, <coughs> Matu Gamrot defeated Jeremy Stevens. Uh, in the women bantamweight, you had Misha Tate with the KO in the third round against Marion Renu. Uh, that was the co-main event. And then in the lightweight main event, our boy, Islam Makichev, anyone who doesn't know, comes out of that Dagestani uh, factory, uh, Khabib in his corner. Uh, submission, fourth round, not surprised, uh, especially uh, coming out of... Uh, you know, learning from one of the, the best in submissions uh, and grappling, uh, Khabib. So uh, Makichev getting the job done uh, was just too good for, for Moises in the lightweight division. Um, not sure if that had any uh, impact on rankings. Massive impact on ranking. Massive impact on rankings. Uh, Tiago Moises was 14th, moved down to 15th. Islam Makichev has moved up four spots, so he's moved up uh, – from eighth, eighth or seventh to to fifth, eighth to fifth, so four spots. It says he's moved up. So I think he was. Uh, That's good. So very good for him. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. He's he's up. He's up in the top five, mate. You've got Charles Oliveira, who's the champion, uh, who's most definitely going to fight against Dustin Poirier, um, who just came off a fresh win off McGregor. Um, then you got Justin Gaethje, uh, Benil Dariush, uh, Michael Chandler, Islam Makhachev. Um, that top five is juicy. Don't worry. There's going to be some good bouts coming up in that lightweight division. And um, it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when Connor does come back and he fights. Who does he fight? So He's going to have to fight someone in that top five uh, first. Um, so, look... Makichev is a beast. Uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna hold that title at some point in that lightweight division. I, I really think so. I really think so. Um, so this weekend we got another card, Doma. It's UFC Fight Night. Uh, Sandhagen versus Dillashaw. This is gonna be good. This is, I believe, this is fight was supposed to happen once before. Dillashaw failed a drug test. I think. Stand to be corrected. I think that was the case, or he had some sort of injury. I can't remember exactly. Um, yeah, that leg will take time to heal. Global, um, mate, I think that's that's a three three to four month. Nah, did you hear McGregor? He goes, "I got to steal Roddy my leg. It can't break. It's unbreakable." That's what he was saying. He's just talking oh. shit now. Like, when Connor, doesn't he talk Connor, shit? you can't cut your leg open during the fight, pull out the rod and bash the guy over the head with it. Like, <laughs> like yes. Legit. Relax. All right. This weekend, you'll see fight night. Um, we got it kicks off 9 a.m. the main card. Prelims kick off from 6 a.m. So if you're that keen, you're up early Sunday morning. Uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, flick on your, your KO, your ESPN. Uh, tune in. You got... Um, welterweight division, you've got Mickey 
Gal against Jordan Williams, women flyweight, Miranda Maverick versus Macy Barber, featherweight division, Darren Elkins versus Derek Mina, bantamweight division, Kyla Phillips against Roland Paver, uh, the women bantamweight co-main event, Aspen Ladd versus uh, Macy Kieson, and then bantamweight main event, Corey Sandhagen versus TJ Dillashaw, definitely the fight of the night, uh, the main event. And then I'm just trying to have a look and see if there's any uh, notable names in the undercard. No one uh, of note. Uh, there is a guy also in the in the prelim card in the middleweight. This is one to note. Uh, Pugnelli Serrano versus Brandon Allen in the middleweight division. Uh, Soriano actually 8-0 in professional MMA. So you know I always uh, like to watch out the, the, the blokes who are all women who are undefeated. See how they go. So uh, this Sunday, tune in on your local guides, 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, or find out when it starts for you. And uh, UFC, uh, we love uh, fight nights. As we do. It's always – it's good, mate. There's fights pretty much every week, which is fantastic. But I'm, I'm, I'm just a quick shout because uh, the uh, the next uh, fight – round after that we need to look i'm just going to have a quick shout because we we this is what we're going to pencil in this date now Dommer, 8th of august 8th of august and there's one man who's uh the main event on that card and it's our favorite man Derek hot balls lewis is back baby hot balls is back i'm gonna make sure i send over my shit my cards where i've got a few of his autos in there ready to go for the um for the fight, but 8th of August, lock it in, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my boy, our boy, the favorite, fan favorite uh, at uh, double coverage, Derek Hotballs Lewis is back in action. It's a, That's for interim title, isn't it? Yeah, it's against Surugani. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not 100% sure what the go is on that. I'll have to, I'll have to find out. There was controversy out. around that, um, that booking of that fight. I'm pretty sure he's fighting for an inter- interim the interim world heavyweight championship. I no, think because well, that Garner wasn't ready or something. And then okay. camp got pissed off because they're just like, you didn't even tell us that you wanted this fight to come so quickly. If you did, we, we would have got prepared. We would have been ready for it. Okay. Yeah. I think, I don't know what's happened and transpired since then, but I did read some of that stuff about it. There's a bit of uh, politics behind it. Uh, it's good to see. You know, it's still going on in there. They're talking about uh, Valentino Rossi in the chat. Jihan has jumped in and he's talking about Max turned his will into Lewis. Uh, feel free to discuss amongst yourself about the F1. We're going to have to move on. I love it. It's going to be a talking point for the next two weeks. Till That's why you got to tune in next race uh, race night. Tune in to Off The Grid and you can discuss in length about this stuff and uh, get in the comments. <laughs> and even if you I really want it. to, uh, they can get you up and, and bring you up on the stream, mate. And, uh, and you can discuss them in, in, in depth. So uh, that's what we, we want to see. We want to see people joining in with their opinions. 100% we're able to bring people up and boot them out when we want. <laughs> as much as as much as Lukey and Dan would love to be admins on the account, just kick me out as much as possible if <laughs> they can't. <laughs> so uh, let's move on, Source. Lamont of the week. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We said it was going to be an up, upbeat episode. <laughs> you, can't, you can't write this shit. Like... <laughs> Seriously, you can't write this shit anymore. It's a pretty obvious one. If you're in the sports card world, 
you know exactly who is going to be getting the Le Mans of the Week uh, on episode 55 of the Double Coverage podcast. And it is the bloke at the Dallas Car Show that decided to steal the Luca from one from one seller and then resell it to another seller at the same show. Um, I can't even paint a picture for it, Sauce. We usually paint the picture before we give him the Le Mans of the Week. It's, it's just like the guy's a complete other imbecile. Like, he's an idiot, isn't he? <laughs> Mr. Kevin Garcia. Mr. Kevin Garcia. What are we doing? What the hell is going through your brain? First of all, what the hell is going through your brain? Look, any stealing in general is just wrong. wrong. It's like, if you're not, if you don't know that as a human being, then I don't know what planet you've been brought up on. But, the idiocy to then go back to the show the next day to then resell the card to another seller. No, I think it was the same day. Source. No, he or went back. He went back day. the next. He went back the next oh, day okay. and tried to sell it onto another seller. And the and the biggest red flag is the absolute idiot. It's a five thousand dollar card, and he's trying to sell it for one thousand dollars. So he's just trying to make you, you've you've done all that for a thousand bucks, Mr. Garcia. It's quite funny. It's just like that is if you look it up in the dictionary and you look under not lemon, under lemon, uh, as Adam has put in the in the comments. If you look up lemon, there is a picture of Mr. Garcia there holding up his uh Luca the Don card that he's stolen. Oh, don't worry, there'll be a big lemon over his face uh, oh, on the IGTV this weekend. On his mugshot. Uh, now, I yeah, I've got his mugshot right here. I've literally yeah, just no. saved it. Like, I know people were talking about this in the hobby. I've listened to a few podcasts. They're like, oh, people harping on it, on about it. And we shouldn't have to flame everyone that does something bad in the hobby. There's, we're not really flaming him. We're just calling him a lemon because, like, how stupid are you? Like, really? Like, come on. Yeah, Mr. Kevin Garcia, funny. you sir are a lemon. Flash that. Flash that. Oh yeah, stream yeah. Flash that. Yeah. I clicked the wrong thing. <laughs> lemon. <laughs> Let's go. A what a lemon. He's a lemon, bro. Let's move on. Let's get into some hobby talk sauce. And you know where we like to start these days uh, in this segment? It's always with the blockchain because People are starting to buy up these packs. They really are. And it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Anything can transpire with this NFT uh, blockchain, well, realm within Panini. And we will discuss uh, A-Rod and his potential merger with Panini in in about two seconds. But this week was some base packs on Monday. This is American time. So Tuesday, uh, so yesterday, sorry, the base packs, and then tomorrow. So if you're listening to this now, you're listening to this uh, within the next few hours post uh, post recording. Sorry, I'm fucking losing my words. Uh, the flashback insert packs, the prism flashback insert packs are dropping at uh, on Wednesday, so Thursday here, 10 a.m. I think that is, uh, I'm not sure what. 
what time zone that's in. But 10 a.m. is usually around 2 p.m. Is it 2 p.m. or 12 p.m. here, I think. So definitely, if you're interested in this, get on, grab yourself a pack. I think um, last week, the what did we cover last week? High voltage. I think they sell for 49 bucks a pack. Source, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're... In a, with the Dutch auction, uh, that's how they are done. They're numbered to seventeen ninety nine, and the flashback in oh, sorry NFT blockchain cards numbered to yeah seventeen ninety nine, and flashback insert packs like all insert packs will deliver two base cards numbered to seven ninety seventeen ninety nine, and one insert numbered to five hundred. So there you go. You go. Jeez, you they're there? printing money. Ten dollar transaction, fifteen dollars a pop. They're loving life. I'm Man, look, uh, yeah, look. I want it to be something, Domo. I really do. I want, I, like, I want, I want them to succeed in this. But if it's literally just a digital version of the card and it's got no gamification, it's got. It's got nothing other than me just being able to say I own that digital image. I don't. I, I can't see the. I just can't see the value in it. Like it's a bit different. We've spoken. We've we've spoken about. Yeah, I, I know. Like I mean, they've got difference of opinions. There's obviously value in it because uh, there are people literally buying these packs and then reflipping them on on eBay or whatever for more money. So the demand is there for these these NFT packs. But I. I I tr- I'm troubled to see what's their next step out of this. Like there has to be some sort of plan, you know, um, whatever it may be. The plan um, is uh, A-Rod and uh, w- what's his company called? Slam. Slam. That's that's the plan. I ju- you, know why Slam I see the, you know why I see the value in this? Because if the whole – I'm going – my whole belief is around if the whole NFT thing actually takes off and people laughing at it, whatever. And we have said in the past, technology is the future. So it could become more, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it could be more beneficial for Panini to have limited release drops like this of cards. So we've got an auction as well going. Yeah, there like is it. some. That's what I was about to say. We will well, cover not. this as well. Dumber. There is some, uh, some, some auctions up. Dutch auctions I just, up. I just think the print run source, honestly, is like so low on these NFTs, and it's the fact of, as you know, with everything, you get in early, like really early. You're one of the people that owns the first of these cards. Yeah. Like similar to Top Shot, like you're only like the first limited, and- limited edition stuff, like limited in any capacity or first of anything in any capacity. You know, as a collectible, holds its value for like its whole period of time. Full stop. Yeah, it's a fair. So point. They could literally turn around and say, "People collecting this, we are collecting the first year of Panini blockchain NFT cards." And in the first year of their drops, this is what dropped. I have a first year release of High Voltage. I have a first year release of Prism Flashback. You know what I mean? Like 
they could do Prism next year, but it's the second iteration of Prism blockchain because it's already happened. And whoever has the first cards, like if there's a Giannis next year, the technical rookie Giannis in that space is the one that dropped in this product. If that makes sense. And yeah. it's limited to X amount, $17.99, for example, as a base card. So I see the value winner. It just depends on how NFTs do take off. Like that's all that's what it's banking on. They're just banking on really if it's gonna explode and really take off. And this merger with Slam, if it does go ahead, helps them a lot being powered by Slam token. I don't know. I have no yeah, idea. Look, I'm, I'm not, not going to comment on it because I actually haven't looked into the fundamentals of Slam Token and how it all works. But, um, yeah, look, once again, it's it's personal preference. Yeah, I, at this, point, at this yeah. point in time, I, I think there's there's a play here. If, if you like money and you want to make money, I think, you know, have a look and see people are flipping these packs on eBay or something like that and, similar cause to what happened with VV in early days where people would buy out the, the collectibles and then reflip them straight on eBay. Uh, maybe there's some of that action happening. So uh, there might be an opportunity, but Doma, enough of those uh, NFT packs. Uh, I won't be buying any for the record because uh, I know you won't. look, <laughs> you've seen what I've been buying uh, during the week. Uh, there is some absolutely I I can't wait for stupid, super discounts. Super, super discounts on slabs at the moment. It's unbelievable. Um, this week is going to be elite. We'll cover this. We'll cover this, Doma. There's uh, obviously a Dutch auction up on the Panini blockchain store. So you go blockchain and then, oh, that's his public auctions. No, hang on, wait. Is that on the whoa, blockchain Whoa, store? whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we don't want the public auctions. Unable to access your request. What? Whoa, I don't think they've got anything. Uh, okay. I Maybe I was just, on the public auctions. Yeah. And yet to have... Um... No, I think that is, mate. It's one of ones. It is. Yeah. Let's just go through them anyway, mate. All right. It's it's t- uh, Taylor, Taylor, Trevor, Taylor Lawrence. Bloody, you're thinking of the uh, the veteran, Taylor Lawrence, the, the GOAT, one of the, the great uh, defensive player. Defensive player. Lawrence. Thinking of Lawrence Taylor, by the way. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Dom, you, you are you're on the money. You're butchered That's all right. I love Ladies and gentlemen. I love you, um, all right, Trevor Lawrence, one and one. Uh, that's nice. Unfortunately, it's a sticker. Let's let's, let's not go there, Donald. Let's not go there. Uh, Lamello, uh, what else we got here? Uh, Trey Lance, what? Uh, Tatis Jr. We've got a. Uh, I wouldn't buy that. There's no uh, logo or branding on that. Zion Williamson, uh, Derek Henry, absolute beast. He is. Uh, Jason Tatum. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Tyrese Maxey, and uh, Halliburton, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Jewel. Is that Patch Auto? Well, that's nice. Yeah, um, CD Lamb, your boy. That is my boy. Uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Peyton Pritchard. What else have we got? Christian Page, uh, Isaiah Stewart. Albert Puyols, uh, Jalen Hurts, Jay Sean Tate, one of one. 
or one of one, Precious Achua, and uh, another one of your boys, Jonathan Taylor. He's uh, another one of my boys. That Colts, it. this Colt franchise is prime for a big season, Dom. Prime for a big season. Don't worry. Uh, just, just go up to the top, Sauce. We're going to segue into something from here. Do you think you're going to get that sticker? <laughs> At least you know if you buy the digital version of that card, you're going to have his digitized signature. Won't be a sticker. No, but what I'm saying is at least it's digitized and you can actually get his auto. <laughs> so I know our mates have spoken about this during the week on another podcast um, and we're going to bring it up because one of the members on that podcast brought it to our attention. We're talking about card school and funnily enough, uh, the rumor on the street is that he's not going to uh, sign with Panini. Uh, he wants to do his own thing. Uh, it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of redemptions. Now, funnily enough, we've got a link sent to us, Source, and they've given supplementary packs for the people that have put redemptions in for Lamello because he's not getting, giving his cards. So they're giving supplementary cards as a return. And I'll tell you what, Source, some of the cards in there were absolute fire. One was a Cristiano Ronaldo patch auto. Like, I'll tell you what, of all the cards in there, probably six of the eight, I'm taking over LaMelo Ball any day of the week. Any day of the week. I'm talking about like Jokic, uh, patch auto, Cristiano Ronaldo. Who else was in there? Um, who else was in there? Cristiano Ronaldo. Nikola Jokic. There's another gun basketball player in there. Uh, Timo Werner. No, it wasn't Timo Werner. There was, Can't be Timo. They there was a whole bunch of guys in there. The cards were unreal. And I was just like, well, okay, let's just try and get Lamella redemption cards. And <laughs> honestly, that's what we should be chasing supplementary packs. That's it. Not Lamelo. At least, look, at least they're 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 coming good with you know he's not signing, so they're hey. throwing some some good stuff in there. But oh. first and foremost, this would be the biggest cock up of all time if Panini are not able to get the deal done and get him to sign for them. This they they would have failed as a business, failed m- immensely to not get the most touted player out of that draft. Rookie of the year. He wanted more money than everyone else. So he should get more money than everyone else because is he rookie of the year? He's got he's got a ma- no, not that, but his notoriety, his fan 100%. base, his cult fan base that has followed him from 12 years old, man. 10 years high old. High school, bro. Literally in right? high school. So like you know, the, the, the issue was, you know, they don't want to pay him more than the other draftees. But at the end of the day, his autos, his cards is what keeps the price of the product, right? So to not have to take them out of there, what does that happen if he confirms he's not signing any, at all with Panini? Like, what does that do? That rips the heart out of so much product. There's no way the box prices could stay at the same price if the Mullo ball is not in those boxes. It was not going to 
sign and and redeem, get those what are we autos start redeemed. Doing? What are we going to start doing, LeBron James with Lamelo? Like, you know what I'm saying? In Panini products, you can't get LeBron auto. So like, oh yeah, the patches. I'm understanding the upper deck, you can get it, but what well, we're going to collect Panini cards of Lamelo. You know what I'm saying? And it's like this is the card you need to collect. Because his third-party card that he creates with whoever he creates it with, even that you know it's an auto, oh, it's not the same value. Well, wait a minute. Like, it just diminishes your product, your rookie class. If you can't get an auto of him, why the hell do I want a gold to 10 of Lamello? That's a rookie. You want his RPA. Where's his true RPA? That's what people want. You know what I mean? His RPA. That. Legit, his rookie patch auto from his first year in his the first product that that's available. That's what they want. Or auto, his first auto on card. Does it in well? Maddie, uh, Maddie says, yeah, bring it up, saucy. Does the impact of the draft impact the draft around him, Anthony Edwards, or future signings like the next top draft picks? I'm not concerned about his draft class. It does diminish it because of him. Anthony Edwards and there's a few other guys in there that could be absolute guns and they could just drive this draft class. But it, it becomes a wor- worrying uh, situation for Panini, like you're saying, future signings. It's sick, yeah, it's, it, it, it sets a worrying precedent for, for going forward. That's for the Panini problem. As yeah. a company. You know, if they can't lock in someone like Lamello, what's the stop if in two years from now – the next super kid comes out. There's like another guy who's touted like Zion, for instance. Or right? Suggs. For example, Suggs. Right. For ne- this year's draft coming up, Suggs. Correct. He's meant to be a freak. What happens if they can't get him? Like what? this this sets a really bad precedent. And, you know, it's got it all comes down to with their pay per auto and how much they're getting paid. And if you haven't listened to our podcast with Tyson Beck in a previous podcast, go listen to it because he talks about the average pay that they get from these companies and why a lot of guys are wanting to do, you know, collaborations with him and other artists because they're getting paid properly for their auto, not, you know, a couple bucks, which is what they get from like Panini. Do yourself, honestly, that, it was the most interesting interview in terms of licensing and stuff. And Tyson gave us a real, really good insight into it without being able to step on anybody's toes or anything. But he, he devolves a lot of good information for people in the hobby that were wondering, how does someone like a Tyson Beck get someone to sign with him? But isn't he locked in contract with these guys? You know what I'm saying? And, isn't Tyson affiliated with Tops? And it's very interesting. Interesting, just to uh, have a look. If you want to watch it, you can find it on here or have a listen because it is a wor- worrying uh, sign source. It really is. Like you said, you do not want to be setting precedents going forward. Uh, hopefully, in terms of sport, now that well, I could create problems because now this could be a double-edged sword as well. Because college sports are going to allow athletes to make money from their images and likeness. So what's to say that the player says, I can start up my own little brand, like third-party brand. My mate has a business and I sign. he's a card manufacturer and I'm going to sign with this guy. 
what's to say that these guys don't sign on with certain brands or affiliate with people before they even hit the NBA? And then when they do hit the NBA, it's like, oh, well, I'm contracted these guys. How the hell are you going to get my, my autograph? I'm contracted with these guys for three years. And it's just like, oh, but it's your rookie year. Like what? Panini's going to slap on an RC, for example, in a Lamello. For example, he's that player coming out. Well, in two years' time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, this, is, yeah. this is the problems that may arise. Hopefully it doesn't. Like hopefully he can, he can sign. Uh, Adam said, so basically Prism Wax is overpriced because Lamello Redemption is worthless. No, no, no. Prism Wax is overpriced, but Lamello's redemption is worth more, in my opinion, than a Lamello rookie card because you get better cards. Yeah, some of the cards being pulled out of those uh, redemption packs that people have been getting because obviously, you know, they've chosen to not wait for Lamello to sign, but to to get a pack, they've hit big. Um, Massive. So, you know. Yeah, I understand they're not rookie cards. They might not be rookie cards, but. There's Shaq in there as well. There's a Shaq auto in there. Some nice cards. So the redemptions aren't worthless. The wax, yes, is overpriced. Completely overpriced. So hey, look, we've we've seen we've seen it come down. We've seen it come down a lot, and it's an interesting topic. We can uh, go on the wax thing again. I mean, you know, we can talk yeah, about freaking Euro mosaic wax. You know. Uh, Companies and, and 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 retailers out there trying to flog that shit off with seven hundred bucks a pop, seven hundred dollars on pre-order Australian. I love it. You can find yourself a box for three hundred bucks, man. Three hundred bucks today. You know the, the cliff that that fell off. Where the hell these retailers are getting their prices from to put pre-orders up at that is a joke. You know, and I, I'm so happy to see these these box prices dropping because you know. People were getting ripped off, especially for a product like Mosaic, where there's so many defects on the cards. It's not a seven hundred dollar product. It's not just not Donna. So look, I'm I'm glad to see that some of the prices is dropping, and that means hey, some of the fun ripping will come back, mate, because you can um you can afford boxes, like they're back to a reasonable price. Hundred percent. This is what we want. We like it makes it more fun. Honestly, the content for people like ourselves and Everyone in the in the chat, you've got pages. You know what I mean? The content for yourselves also, you can actually just film yourself ripping something of the same product multiple times because it's not costing you 700 bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can rip three. Yeah, you spend 200 bucks more than what a $700 pre-order is, but for 900 bucks, you walk away with three boxes to rip instead of one. Instead of one on pre-order, what you were going to get. So that's the way you've got to look at it. Yeah, you spend it a little bit more or you say... You look the other way. I save a hundred dollars, and for six hundred bucks, I'll get two. So, two for the price of one, with some change in your pocket. Like that's the way you're going to look at. They're the small wins for collectors in the hobby. Honestly, they're the small wins, and not for anything. I understand it might be frowned upon because it's like, oh yeah, but it's a win for the collector, but not for uh, an LCS or for a breaker or. They're making their margins. Like, they're making their profits. Like, just relax. And retailers, like, I'll directly go straight at EB. So, because, you know, they're a major retailer, for example. And it's like the prices that they put on their latest pre-order 
as inflated as it was, like someone in EB should not be sitting there going, oh, this is what the market value is for a retail product and we'll put it up to this so then, you know, we make more money because the resale is this. Just sell it at what the recommended retail price was prior. The recommended retail price is not what you deem uh, the price via comps and what you're seeing they're worth in the secondary market. Just sell it for what you're allocated to sell yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't think making... I, I don't think they look that far into it, Dom. But no, I, I think they I just realize no, they've been slowly over the last yeah, twelve months bumping it up five dollars, ten dollars, and they're still the been selling out. Yeah, yeah, and they're still been selling out. So for them, they're like, why would we not? I understand that, but what I'm trying to say is, you're hitting your margins anyway. Like a lot of the people right. buying Panini, it. Panini's printing more stuff, mate. Don't you know they're printing more? They're printing more products. They're printing more cards. They're bumping up the the this their their evaluation because they're trying to sell off. So you know all these products and that there's there's more supply. There's more supply for people. So I don't understand why the, the prices other thing go is, up. The other, the other thing as well when it comes to cards, whether it's boxes from three years ago or boxes. Uh, now, boxes now, it's a bit different because what you're getting is here and now and you want to slab them up and grade the cards and you know you want to get them back and put them on the market. But I don't I don't know. Saucy doesn't know. Any of you in the chat, you don't know. But if you do know, put it in the comments. But of all these old products out there and you want to go send, buy the product because it's like, yeah, I want to grade this card, you know? I want to really put it on the Express if I hit this and... How do you not know there's a thousand of them sitting at PSA? That that's the other thing too, like with backlogs, that the value of cards are, is going to come down dramatically. Dramatically. Yeah, I I still don't know. I just still don't think we've seen the full effect of the 15 million card backlog being cleared. No, we haven't seen it. Right? Like it hasn't hit the market yet. I think Wait, because everyone still. Keep that yeah. in the back of your mind. Like, everyone's still like another Poppy's 12 months before that yeah. shit's clear. Poppy's king, Poppy's king, Poppy's king. Yeah, but Poppy's king now, because there's 15 You don't actually know what the pop's going to be in 12 months from now. Yeah. The pop could be 100. But then, all right, let's just hypothetically say they don't take any more cards in and they get rid of the 15 million in the backlog. What's to say that pop's not at a thousand? It's not that rare anymore. There's a thousand copies out there, like in a ten, for example. The nines then inflate to three and a half thousand. Yeah, like that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I understand people trying to capitalize now and they're complaining like it's going down. I, I, I still think the effects of it going down further still hasn't been seen. And I know, there you go, two hundred cards a week to add on top of two hundred. What they're trying to get. 200,000. Yeah. 200,000 cards, sorry, a week. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting times. And as Source is going to probably give, as his source is smoky, because based on what he's been doing this week, um, it's a perfect opportunity to buy the cards that you like. And it's a lot of fun and enjoyment for collectors in the hobby at the moment. And it's a massive positive. I see it as a, a massive positive, the, the backlog source. So that's it, pretty much. Carry on, as Perk would say. So, but uh, st- 
Starstock uh, hit a one-on-one prism. Uh, Anthony Edwards during the week as well, Sauce. Very nice card. Very nice. Uh, do you send it to grade? If you do send it to grade, who do you send it to? Just a hypothetical. Personal preference. A card like that, the black, looks very nice. Who would you send it to? Um, yeah, it'd have to be BGS or, or, or PSA, one of the two, one of the two. Um, I don't, I don't know. I would, I would say SGC, but I don't think the black on black would look good. I think in uh, PSA is where I think they should send it, but a small piece of me really wants that card to be sent to HDA for a custom slab. A small piece of me. To get a massive card like that, going through H- there, HGA making big moves, Doma. Yeah, I know. Big it's, it's why we say things like this, Sauce. You can't give away the secrets, mate. It's called transitioning. So we're going to move on to the HGA update for the week. <laughs> we always get something out of HGA, and I love it because we can talk about it. Uh, Tyler's put out another message to clients and the the lovers of HGA out there. They're increasing their custom labels to twenty dollars starting next week. If you've been debating on a custom label, this will be your last chance at 10 bucks. he says. We also narrowed down our custom team to our top few, and then we're making sure each custom is amazing since every label is matched differently. Our fastest non-custom labels, labelers can get around 300 a day. Custom labelers can get around, that's 300 a day done. Our best custom labelers who do amazing job can only do 50 a day. So it's six times slower, and for that reason, we had to, Revisit whether we have to increase prices or just disallow any customs. I honestly feel $20 is inexpensive for top-notch work. What, what are your thoughts on that source, raising it? Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's something – I thought $10 was too cheap, man. Like, to design a custom label, it takes a bit of time. I thought $10 was super cheap. And anyone who jumped on that, like, well done to you. Um, I think it's, it's still something that makes HGA unique, so I think it's something that he should keep. But – um. You know, if a custom label is going to start costing me more than twenty dollars, twenty five, it's getting to the thirty dollar mark. I'm, uh, I'm probably just going with the one of the standard three label fitouts and and just going with that, man. Like, um, you know, and I, I had some questions about the custom labels. Like, is everyone unique to your slab? You know, is is there any that get duplicated? If you see another one like on eBay or see another one on Facebook that you like that custom label and you want to get that on like the same card, can you do it? So uh, I'm not sure how all that works, but um, I th- I think twenty dollars is probably more of a fair valuation because you know they're re- redesigning the the background uh, takes time with the graphic designer, so you know uh, it just depends on how quick they do it, but. You know, once you're good at it, I could see them, you know, being able to do one in, in, in 20 minutes. But, uh, yeah, it depends on how many people pay for them. And it would slow down the process a hell of a lot. And he did mention that about, uh, you know, it's slowing up the process, which at the end of the day, people want to want their times to be met. They want the good customer service. They they like HGA because they're able to keep to their time frames or at, at most times. I'd say, you know, a solid 90% of the time. Um, but, like, the, the the custom label is just just 
takes that little extra bit of love that um probably requires that bit of extra money in my opinion. So fair like estimate yeah. on that one, I think. Fair estimate. Definitely a few comments as well. Um about the Edwards. If you're looking to flip PSA, hundred percent. Uh, Global Sports Card Investor was saying, listening to Sports Card Anonymous today, and they hit a one of one. Who was the one of one? If you want to chuck that in there, we can discuss it. Uh, they also said, hey, Shea, uh, moving on. They As of today, so it said 5 p.m. Tuesday, so which is today, Wednesday, here in Australia, submissions are going up to 17,000 uh, cards a week. So they've been focusing on efficiency and they're really able to get through more cards quickly and safely. Should see continued strong growth. For all those who don't know, and this is the last thing, um, Souls, we know that they're going to keep climbing up to 30K by October, which is going to be awesome for HGA. And then last but not least, on the 18th of September, so it'll be the 19th of September here, their computer vision slash AI grading program will be shown through video demonstration. Uh, they're very close to finalizing all the patents and trademarks, and they'll be finally able to show us how it works. Source, we've said it a million times. The moment that this video comes out, they're just the king Kings of transparency. If they're not already the kings of transparency, they genuinely become the king on the 18th of September. They're literally showing the whole entire inner workings. Uh, I reckon it's fantastic. It's cool. I believe uh, they've hired a a camera crew down there to do a lot better video than what they uh, released out last time, which uh, looked like the the bloke who uh, and chopped up and edited that together uh, was hired for fifteen dollars off Fiverr.com. Um, so def- it, yeah, definitely could have done a better job, and I think they realised that. So they uh, will be releasing something of a, of, of a higher quality showcase uh, what they do down there at uh, hybrid grading approach, and uh, I look forward to it. Tomorrow. I look forward to it. Likewise, mate. Likewise. All right, finishing up in Hobby Talk, the last but not least on the agenda, Michael Jordan, rookie, PSA 10, sold in a PWCC auction for 840000 US dollars within the, the last week. Back up their source. After recent sales around the three hundred and forty thousand dollar mark, or was it one hundred and eighty? There was one stop that two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, and now it's just climbed back up. Bit of news came out that Gary V has eleven of these Jordans, apparently. The PSA ten. He has more of them. Apparently, or 16, I don't know what it was, something ridiculous. But your thoughts on this card and its continued growth. And I'm pretty sure there's a fair few of these cards sitting in the backlog at PSA as well, potentially to get graded. Potentially, unless they're doing expresses, which I would have thought you would be. But your thoughts, saucy on this. Yeah, look, 
There are a few people, difference of opinions. Um, why would you pay that much? I mean, there was another PSA 10 that sold within the within that within the week as well for only about four hundred thousand. Um, so you know, one going for eight forty, one going for four hundred thousand. Why would a guy pay you know the four another four hundred thousand extra for that copy when it's the same card? As we've seen, everyone knows. Not every graded card is the same. Unfortunately, you know, uh, there was a time where PSA was a lot more lenient on their grading. This is a known fact. Uh, as much as uh, old mate uh, Mr. Turner uh, denies that, that they're not grading cards any differently than what they were before, uh, it is known by many people in the community that uh, they were at one time uh, the uh, called the Candy 10 grading company where they just handed out tens like candy to children um but you know they reined that in and that this 10 on that jordan was graded very recently um therefore you know the grading standards at this point in time are a lot more difficult than they were at any other previous time in history um therefore then you know that card demanding a lot more of a premium um it does look like probably the best copy i've ever seen uh, it looked amazing, um, and I got a question for you then about that. If it's the best they've ever seen, and we've we've got a fair few PSA tens out there, and if that's the best out of the bunch for PSA tens, PSA doesn't have a higher level above that PSA 10. Do you take the risk to try and go for the, uh, you know, the acclaimed BGS Black Label 10 source? But yes, you do, it- because uh, <laughs> this is what you do. If BGS had any any idea of how to market themselves they would whack a, a black label on that without even looking at it they just go yep bang whack a black label on it and put it back out into existence then sell it again and then watch it go for auction on over the million and they can say they are the first jordan uh, 86 Fleer rookie to sell for over a million bang i've just done your marketing for you uh bgs you're welcome uh, you should employ me. You, your company would be running a hell of a lot better. Um, <laughs> I love uh, it. Mate, you would. Okay. Marketing 101 is to sell 100%. your product. 100%. If I was working at BGS and that came through the, sh- the, the shop front, mate, on the showroom, and the grader got out his, uh, you know, his little dimension thing there at BGS, ready to do his scope out there, gets out his uh, loop, and he's like, oh, I'm ready to. Grade this card, mate. I'd walk over to him as a supervisor and be like, "You're a lemon, mate. Just put a BGS uh, Black Ten uh, slab. Put it in that. What are you doing? Are you a peanut? This is meant to be the best ever of this card, and there's other PSA tens behind it, and this is the epitome. Just put it in the label, mate. Let's let's get back to the promised land as a grading company. You know what I mean? Just happy days." No, that's that's what you, they should you'd have do. To do that. That's what they should do. I I think it's a bit funny, and it just brings it back to like this whole point. It brings it back to this whole point of like you know, um, paying like you know paying for the card and not the grade. And in that in that sense, like that guy's really. 
paying for that card because yeah, it got yeah, the PSA 10, but you know, in terms of like the actual card quality and the, and the guy, I think his name's 72 Woot Toot some bullshit on Instagram. I can't remember the name exactly. Don't quote me on that, but 72 Woot something. I can't remember the last bit of his name. That's the guy who bought it. It was on IG uh, and he say it came out and said he bought it. Uh, a lot of people flame me and say, you overpaid, you overpaid. He goes, I'm being in the Jordan market for X amount of time. I've got quite a few copies of this card. Uh, and this is the best copy that I own. You know, at a PSA 10, he's got quite a few copies, he said, and this is the best one that I own. So, you know, he's a guy who's not uh, not uh, unfamiliar with the with the Jordan 86 flea market, and uh, and he really believes in that card, obviously really believes in, in the GOAT, Jordan, and, and, and that card's growth over time that uh, he's doubling down and doubling down with, the what is supposed to be by many people in the industry the best copy that is out there. The bit the that's what a lot of people have said. Of oh, three hundred and twelve so, that are tens out there, as a uh, global sports card investors put in the in the chat. Uh, no, it wasn't fractionalized based on what we've heard so far. I don't think it, it's it's literally been bought outright, not fractionalized. This card. Uh, he also said Gary V said he should have bought ten of these cards when they were under three hundred k. I'm telling you, I called it on last week's show, and I'm going to say it again because we're a week away from the national. Gary V is coming back into this hobby in a big, big way, a massive way. I'm just putting it out there again. He's dropping little tidbits everywhere. Everywhere. He's losing his absolute shit. He's dropping tidbits everywhere. He's talking about these cards. When you tell me, Gary, going on podcasts, talking about cards in the last three to six months or where have we seen it? Nowhere. Non-existent. Non-existent. Two weeks before the National, he's talking about card content again. He's jumped on a Slab Stocks pod interview. I'm telling you, Source, the writing's on the wall. He's been worried about NFTs and crypto and VFriends this, and I'm being serious. And we haven't – he's talked about, oh, yeah, that picture surfaced where he had all those slabs in the background and it was whatever. But he hasn't really spoken about it as in-depth as what he was about 12 months ago. That's all he was talking about, all he was talking about. Then he went really quiet. Mate, Global, he's going to spend millions, he said. He's already been spending the millions. He's been spending the millions, I'm telling you. He's going to come out and he's going to say, I've been collecting this and I've been collecting that. And we know what his, 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 his fans are like. If they've got the money, they will go out and also buy that card and run it up. He's very impactful for the hobby and he's great for the hobby. He's fantastic. I love him to be as involved as he was 12 months ago all the time. All the time. He's fantastic. Smart guy. Great collection. Knows his shit. Hilarious. He's a great personality. Has the contacts. Great content creator. Has businesses behind him to push, push cards. Has the businesses behind him to help grow the hobby. 
Like I've named nine, ten things there, like of how important this guy is to the hobby and the impact he can yeah. have on it. He's had he massive is impact. Awesome for the hobby. Anyone that's out there ragging on this guy, you have no idea. You're a lemon. In a week's time, he's back. <laughs> In a week's Prompt time, you. he's back. He's doing a good old fashioned jabroni beating, pie eating. If you smell what The Rock is doing, come back. That's what he's going to do. He won't be doing a rock concert. I would like him to do a rock concert, get out a guitar and start singing some songs about sports cards, start collecting Gary Vee. I'd love that. But genuinely, in a week's time, stay tuned. It's going to be big. That card's huge for the Jordan market. Uh, and I'm going to finish on this note. Mr. Pump and Iron himself, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger of the hobby at the moment in the last week. Cage Lawyer came out and did his biggest Arnie flex at a video. Took a photo yesterday with the bloody first edition Charizard in a PSA slab. Had the grade covered. So Cage is all over it. And he's done a big Arnie flex. And uh, just want to say props to him for giving us an insight into... His collection as well. Uh, he's got some sick baseball Unbelievable. cards. Unbelievable. Like, he's got, he's got a Jordan collection. PSA 10 in there. Um, he's selling it that, when he gets to a million. Yeah, he's got that Babe Ruth signed baseball. Reminded us of the Sandlot, the Colossus of Clout. Uh, very happy. Very happy he gave us an insight into his collection. And we really appreciate it as a, as a, as a hobby, really, and as collectors. It's awesome to see that. Not just from him, but from everyone else. So that's it for Hobby Talk Sauce. Into Saucy Smokey. Mate, your smoke is literally what you've been showing me in the last few days. Yeah, so. look, ladies and gents, I'm going to keep this short, short, sharp, and, and sweet as a smoky. Um, the prices I'm seeing on some on some slabs out there is unbelievable. I mean, uh, doing my old favorite uh, PSA basketball, uh, switching that, uh, uh, the... Uh, the, the the sorting uh, section on eBay to ending soonest. And especially you want to be doing this in Australia during the day, during the morning, because that's like evening over in the States um, and just finding steals. Uh, what have, what have I bought this week? Dom? I've, I've bought uh, four or five uh, Shaquille O'Neal rookies. I uh, bought a PSA nine tops for 50 bucks. I bought a uh, PSA eight upper deck uh, uh, rookie for, 16 US dollars. I uh, bought another PSA 8, a Shaq rookie for Fleer one for 25. Um, just just some really, really bargain prices. Um, and it just, you know, it doesn't make sense because in the future, when PSA finally opens their bulk rating, which they're not going to open for another 12 months from now, any sort of you know, bulk submission or low submission price, I can tell you right now, I can guarantee you that the price, and I can, I'm saying this with 100% confidence. This is I haven't heard anything, but I'm just saying this with 100% confidence. This is what I believe, and I reckon I'm going to be true. If I'm not, then you can come back and, and tell me I'm a lemon. But there will not be a price cheaper than 40 US dollars to grade a card, and that's on their bulk. I write that. I'm ser- I'm seriously thinking that. Like if other companies out there are coming out at 20, 30 dollars, and People are sending their 
and that's like their cheap option, right? Well, that's this is PSA you're talking about. This is the premium brand. We can't charge as our cheapest level the same as another company. Our brand is better, so we have to be more. That's the way they are going to think. And at the end of the day, for them, it's we grade less cards, we make the same amount of money. So for us, it's better to just grade less cards. So we're going to price it higher and grade less, make the same amount of money. Like, you know, that's their that would be their theory. That would be their thinking behind it. So I just don't understand with some of these, um, you know, yeah, there you go, Global Sports Card in, in, in the comments. Matisse, Prism Silver, PSA 9 for 30 bucks. I mean, at one point, that was like a $70, $80 card. Um, there's some stuff out there. I bought a Look, don't ask me why I bought a Chumurikoki Emergent PSA 9 insert. It was a base. Prism Emergent insert. $4.75, Doma. That's cheap, cheaper than the cheapest ever cost of graining that there ever was at PSA. And that was $8.50. So this, there is steals everywhere. Ladies and gents, there is steals everywhere. Uh, be looking at it. I've, you know, I've bought, I've bought a couple of uh, pieces for my PC, uh, Kobe pieces. Um, you know, the Shack ones. You know, maybe I'll keep one or two. But um, you know, the, a lot of them are, are just for the for, for flipping. I think this is a great time to to get into the market if you if you miss the boat. Um, stuff is come down a hell of a lot. Uh, and look, just just. Be savvy, man. Just be savvy. I'm literally just typing in PSA basketball, going ending soon, soon, uh, and just going through and just seeing what, like, you can tell if something looks underpriced and it's about to end, you know, in 10 seconds. You're like, shit, this card's, you know, what? Only at, um, you know, it's only $10, right? And it's like a PSA 9 Jordan base card, right? I'm like, yeah, I'll have a bit on that. And I won it. I won it for $17. It's just a, a PSA 9, Jordan. No one is going to be sending those cards anymore when that costs you $40 a card. Because unless you get a 10, you lose money. Right? So buy up the 9s and stuff of all the people that sent them in at $8, $15, $12, you know, $15. Because they're not going to be able to make money afterwards off this stuff. You're going to have to either send those cards to another grading company, CSG, who's still got $12 a card. Uh, SGC's twenty dollar card. Um, so I and I just think there's good opportunity at this point in time. So that's that's what I'm saying. Um, global sports card saying uh, pre-COVID prices. Yeah, yeah. Some at some points there is sales still somewhere. It's like it's it's close to the level, but not that quite there. There's some cards out there where it's um it's come down nowhere near that pre-COVID. Uh, level. I mean, just have a look. When I first got into the hobby around uh, late 2019, had a look at the graph today. I wish I bought a Giannis PSA 10 uh, Prism for 550 US dollars, Doma. <laughs> they were going for it at the time. Um, so, look, stuff's not back down to then, but yeah. Yeah, Lukey, that's that's exactly right. No, no oh, PSA Lukey. under forty bucks. No PSA under forty bucks. That's what I, the, I think, man. I genuinely think that will be the case. And uh, and I'm saying forty dollars is a safe number. I think it will actually be fifty dollars. Um, but I'm going forty just to be more on the safer side. And that's mainly on the fact that SGC is charging thirty and and um and HGA is charging thirty and and getting it sold. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Have a look out there. PSA slabs are on discount. 
even even going into the point and and picking up some um csg slabs there's some interesting things going on there with csg um there's some bargains to be had but yeah i like to just stick to the psa especially i'm trying to flip uh it's just so much easier to sell a psa card unfortunately that's the way the market views it and and people so yeah that the smoky is not any particular card the smoky is finding cheap psa slabs because they are out there there is you you're buying up slab i bought I've bought just this week six slabs, all for twenty. The highest price I paid was twenty six bucks, and the cheapest price I paid was four dollars and seventy five cents. It's all the small wins. It's all the small wins that are going to add up over time. Um, and these, at this point in time, stacking these slabs is a perfect way to do it. Uh, so get onto it, ladies and gents. Saucy smoking like another it. week. I like it, sauce. Very nice, beauty. Well, that wraps us up. For another week, appreciate everyone tuning in, everyone in the comments. Agreed. Global Sports Card Investor, BGS 95s are huge value at the moment. They are. Um, They they have been for a long time. And if you're a collector, and as I've said this before, and the PSA 10s another $400, and there's a BGS 95 right there for $400 cheaper, uh, yep, give me the BGS 9.5 and an extra $400 in my pocket every day of the week. 100%. I like it. Thanks, Source. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Feel free to share it to as many people as you like, people that you think will be interested in this podcast or any other podcast on our network. Tell your friend. Tell your mate. Tell your neighbor. Tell your enemy. Yeah, we're just ripping off. <laughs> ripping off of Cage. I love that line, man. He's gonna come. Just... Like, it's Cage, bro. He's the lawyer. He's gonna come after us. Come after us with it, like freaking. Cease and assist. Cease and assist. I've patted him that line. It's like LeBron when he was trying to patent the freaking Taco Tuesday line. Get out of it, mate. Get out of it. We're gone. We're going to get a. There's going to be a full blown lawsuit. (laughs) Sign a petition to save us. We we love everyone, mate. We love the family. We love everyone in the hobby. Keep living, loving, and breathing sports. Double coverage. I'm Dom with the great man source. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots. Double curve.